0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome to Be Humane on the Pet Life Radio Network. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Gansert, and we've got a fantastic show for you today. If you have any questions for me about any animal topic that's on your mind, please email us at the Humane Radio Show at AmericanHumane.org. dot org. Again, that's the Humane Radio Show at AmericanHumane.org. dot org. Today we're broadcasting live from American Humane Association's office in Palm Beach, Florida, home base for one of our new Lois Pope Red Star rescue vehicles, and one thing's for certain. The people of South Florida sure love their pets and animals. Everywhere you go, people are walking their dogs. I know they're riding their horses as we speak today. And I've been to plenty of homes with at least one or two kitties. In fact, today, I'd love to give a shout-out to Palm Beach Island Cats and my good friend David Levitt. You know, Palm Beach Island Cats does a terrific job of preventing future generations of homeless cats with the humane practice of trap, neuter, and return. You know, they're really working hard to create a peaceful coexistence with these wonderful felines that make the island their home. And again, congratulations to David and Palm Beach Island Cats for their terrific work. Well, today's show is centered around a topic that's near and dear to the hearts of many at American Humane Association. It's animal-assisted therapy. And we're going to be bringing you a few guests who've had a lot to do with this innovative therapy practice. First, we'll welcome the Weather Channel's Mike Bettis and American Humane Association's National Director of Animal Assisted Therapy, Amy McCullough, who together are searching for the Weather Channel therapy dog. Later, we'll be joined by my good friend Leah Brewer, the pet parent of our Hero Dog of the Year, Hero Dog Ellie, who's also a therapy dog. For years, our organization has been a pioneer in expounding the virtues of interactions with animals and people and really how that can be so powerfully healing. Our animal-assisted therapy teams for years have worked diligently with hospital patients, the elderly, school children, military families, and so many more to help brighten their day and bring the power, the healing power of the human-animal bond. You know, last year, our teams made visits in 16 states. And over the past five years, our animal-assisted therapy teams at American Humane Association have impacted more than 61,000 kids. That number doesn't even count the number of parents and other loved ones who have experienced what a loving paw and a wagging tail can do for one. In fact, our animal-assisted therapy team made national news last year when we visited the site of the deadly Boston Marathon bombing. And we helped provide a sense of closure for those first responders and the kids that were so shaken up by that tragedy. For two years, we have partnered with the National Military Family Association. This is one program that I just love. It's really working with their Operation Purple Camps. These summer camps around the country bring together children and spouses of deployed military service members. You know, folks, these are really hero kids, hero kids of our heroes who are serving on the battlefields. Having a parent or a loved one overseas can be really tough on these children, so these summer camps help get their mind off of things and just let them be a kid again, let them have a good time. And so our animal-assisted therapy teams deploy to these camps in the summers because these smiling faces and the kids' laughter, they let them know it's all worth it, and we just don't bring dogs to these camps. Some camps even feature our therapy llamas, our therapy mules, and yes, we have therapy mini horses, and the kids just love the interaction with these therapy animals. You know, our organization is science-based as well, so there was a lot of powerful science that's being developed as we speak about the healing power of therapy animals in our lives. In fact, we're in the midst of the first full clinical trial of the Canines and Childhood Cancer Study. This study is sponsored by Zoetis, an international leader in the advancement of animal health and wellness. And this study, we'll talk about more in future shows, but what it's dealing with is the power of animal-assisted therapy in pediatric oncology settings, so kids with cancer who are fighting the battle of their lives, how we can bring hope and healing with therapy dogs. And so once again, much more to come on this innovative human-animal bond study in a future show. Well, as we shift gears a bit, we're also going to be exploring today the American Humane Association's Hero Dog Awards presented by the Lois Pope Life Foundation, which is our annual celebration of heroes on both ends of the leash. And as listeners known for the past three years, this annual campaign honors eight categories of special heroic canine. And I'm so excited today to announce that nominations are now open for the 2014 campaign. So if you have a hero dog, perhaps a hero therapy dog in your home that has done something the world should know about, please visit HerodogAwards.org. You know, this is the Golden Globes for our heroic canines. Americans nominate their favorite hero dogs. Americans also vote for their top eight finalists. And then Americans select their hero dog, their top dog of the year. Our eight category winners will be flown to Los Angeles for a special star-studded gala at the Beverly Hilton. And again, if you've ever enjoyed the Golden Globes or the Oscars, this is indeed the award show for man's best friend, our hero dogs. You know, past winners of this Top Dog Award have included Roselle in 2011. She was the guide dog who led her owner, Michael Hinkson, down many flights of stairs to safety during the burning World Trade Center on 9-11. Hero Dog Gabe, Military War Dog Gabe, won top honors in 2012. Hero Dog Gabe worked bravely along the side of Sergeant Chuck Shuck to uncover weapons caches in Iraq, really Saving untold numbers of lives of our wonderful soldiers who are serving in the front lines, really keeping those soldiers safe from harm. And our reigning hero dog of the year is Ellie the Pitbull, who just happens to be a certified therapy dog. Today we'll speak with her mom, Leah Brewer, in our third segment of today's show. Thank you again for joining us today. It is going to be a great show. We'll be right back with the weather Channel's Mike Bettis and American Humane Association's Amy McCullum. But first this message and again you're listening to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert on Pet Life Radio.
0: We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned.
2: Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any. Surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair. But anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent-pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T. A simple solution for shedding.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com
1: Welcome back to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. I'm joined now by two very special guests who are working together on a most incredible and rewarding project. First up is Mike Bettis, an award-winning meteorologist who can be seen weekday mornings on Wake Up With Al and as the co-anchor of Morning Rush on the Weather Channel. No stranger to severe weather, he has covered nearly every extreme weather event since he began at the Weather Channel in 2003. Also on the line is American Humane Association's National Director of Animal-Assisted Therapy, Amy McCullum. Welcome, Mike and Amy. How are you all doing on this fine but cold day?
3: Hi, Robin. How are you?
1: Great.
2: Doing great. Hi.
1: Well, I have to tell you, Mike, I've been reading more about those polar vortexes, and I didn't even know a polar (laughs) vortex ever existed. But now I know a lot about those, and I can tell you it sure is chilly. So thanks for all the great work that you do at the Weather Channel, keeping us informed and keeping us all safe.
3: It has been a lot of fun talking about these little catchphrases that really catch some traction, you know, in the media. You know, it was funny to watch even, you know, you know, all the late night talk shows all make fun of it a little bit, but it was good fun, though.
1: I love it. I love it. Yes, especially seeing that takes on what a polar vortex is. I think it's so much fun. But anyway, everyone on the line and listeners today, everyone do stay safe and we're still in, in the winter storm season and uh, stay tuned for the Weather Channel always for updates on how that impacts your hometown community. Well, folks, let's just start at the top and Tell us about what I think is one of the most exciting projects I have seen in a long time and that's the search for the Weather Channel Therapy Dog. What's going on with that and tell us a little bit about that project.
3: Well, it's something that the Weather Channel had thought about, you know, for a while. I think, you know, we cover so many disasters, you know, and and regardless of the season, whether it be winter storms, whether it be severe storms and tornadoes in the spring, summertime, you know, drought, wildfires in the fall, and you know, we come in contact with people each and every day that have been impacted, usually in a very dramatic way, by some of these events, and you know, I think we just started thinking, what else can we do? How can we help, you know, these poor folks? We're telling their story a lot, but are we really making an impact in their lives? And I think we have seen a lot of instances where therapy dogs have come to these disasters and made a really impactful impression on families, families that have really suffered tremendous loss, whether it be maybe losing a family member or their own pet, losing their home, you know, they've gone through something very traumatic. And I think just having, you know, a dog around just puts a smile on their face, just letting them pet that dog or, or having a sense of normalcy or just a, a sense of something that matters with something important to us. And, and Amy has been you know, vital in that search for a dog and helping us get this all off the ground.
1: It's wonderful. Uh, Amy, I know I've seen you in action with therapy dog teams around the country, and I think this is an extremely exciting project. What are the next steps with this, and what are you doing to find the most incredible therapy dog out there to represent this important project?
2: Well, it has been so much fun to conduct this cross-country search. We've invited the Weather Channel viewers to submit dogs that they know who need a forever home at weather.com. So we're looking for a rescue dog or a shelter dog who is at least one year old, is medium-sized, gets along with other dogs, and most importantly, gets along with people and loves to be with people first and foremost. So we last week conducted a nationwide search across shelters In the different regions of the United States, we were in the Northeast, Southeast, Midwest, West, and saw so many great adoptable dogs. It was fun to see the various breeds and mixed breeds and shapes and sizes. And if we could take all the dogs we could, we know this is going to be a really tough decision to find the Weather Channel Therapy Dog, but we're excited we're going to find the best dog that's going to be best for us.
1: Oh, that, I think that's just wonderful. And, you know, when you find the right dog, what steps do you take to make sure they're ready to become certified? Because I know there's a, an official process to become certified as a therapy dog. What does that look like?
2: Right. Well, the first thing I do, I'll do when we find the dog, is to really spend an incredible amount of time building a bond with this dog. Because it's important as the handler to understand the dog's likes and dislikes. So we can always make sure that the dog is enjoying the interactions just as much as the people are. So, you know, we're asking a lot of a pet dog to go out and be a therapy dog, so it's important for me to acclimate the therapy dog to a variety of settings, objects, people that he or she will be exposed to when we're out on visits. So, we'll be doing fun things like going to the parking garage to practice riding in an elevator, we'll go through the car wash, we'll go to different (laughs) dog-friendly stores, all kinds of different things to expose the Weather Channel therapy dog to some of the different unique settings and situations that he or she will be in when we're out there comforting people in different communities. That's wonderful. Well I know Mike,
1: you have covered so many different types of disasters in your role at the Weather Channel. Tell us a little bit about some of the most extreme circumstances you've experienced, what you've seen firsthand.
3: Well the first that comes to mind is just some of the the places we have been in Tornado Alley over the past couple of years. You know, we were in Joplin, Missouri, you know, a couple of years ago when we had this devastating tornado that just Plowed right through the middle of town. I mean, literally hundreds of people were were tragically killed in that. And just being there and seeing that, and just seeing the devastation, the heartache, and just how traumatic it is for folks. You know, you really get a sense of what you know storm victims go through. And then most recently, you know, this past spring, in a very similar situation happened. In more Oklahoma, and same thing, very large violent tornado just going right through neighborhoods, and in an instant, you know, everything is taken from these families. You know, it becomes very real for you. So it's a lot different when you're covering it on TV and you're in a studio and you see it from afar, but when you're really immersed in it and you see it firsthand through the eyes of a victim, I think it brings it, you know, to the forefront and really lets you see that disaster through their eyes.
1: Yeah, and Mike, I understand you have a personal connection to Joplin,
3: <laughs> I really do, and it's, I love telling people this story, and it means a lot to me. A month after that Joplin tornado had struck, we had gone back to do some follow-up stories a month later, how was the city doing, how was it recovering, and at that time, they were doing a big adopt-a-thon for animals that had been left homeless after that tornado, and they had literally two large warehouses. The uh, Humane Society in Joplin, the ASPCA, had set up these two massive warehouses, one for cats, one for dogs, and they... They neutered all the animals, microchipped them, were caring for them 24-7. And that weekend, they were having an adopt-a-thon where every animal was free to a good home. Every dog or every cat was going to get matched with a new family. And, uh, you know, doing the stories there and seeing all those animals in there. And I just happened to zero in on this Uh this beautiful golden retriever. And she just kind of stole my heart. And the Humane (laughs) Society director, she's like, are you sure you don't want to take a dog with you home? And I was like, I have no way to get a dog from Missouri to Georgia. You know, we're, we're ending our broadcast. I've got to go home. Anyway, it was, it was funny because she had texted me while I was at the airport and I was leaving to go home. She goes, please call me the second you land in Atlanta. I think I might be able to figure out a way to get you a dog. And so I called her when I got into Atlanta and she says, we have this great program that we work with. It's a volunteer program called Pilots and Paws. It's these private pilots that volunteer their planes and their time and they shuttle animals, you know, to new owners. And she's like, we have a pilot that is originally from Joplin. He is volunteering his time to come get a dog for you and get it back to you. And so I ended up with this beautiful golden retriever, the producer that I was with Uh, Mike up getting a beautiful dog as well and this pilot his name is Uncle Jim he likes to be called flew both the dogs back from Joplin and it was just it was just awesome and the dog has been wonderful ever since we named her Joplin she spells it j-o-p-l-y-n so she she has the name up a little bit but (laughs) she has been the most wonderful dog I truly have ever had in my life
1: that's wonderful. Yeah, she took a little Atlanta twist on her name. That's right. <laughs> and had to right. add that little Y. I love that. And, you know, and I love Pilots and Paws. You know, we were featuring their dog, Jake. I was just on Fox and Friends a few weeks ago with Jake, a, a Pilots and Paws dog, uh, as part of one of Georgia's largest rescue events that happened in November. And Jake was was rescued in that thanks to Pilots and Paws. And uh, we went on Fox and Friends to get Jake a new forever home. And I tell oh, you, it was awesome. uh, just a great, great time. So I know pilots. I cannot
3: say enough good things about them. And and the pilots were so great. They even took pictures of the whole journey and they put headphones, you know, on the dog and everything. She was having a good time, but it was, (laughs) you know, I know it's meaningful to all of us, but I really think that they get a lot out of it as well. You know, it's very satisfying for them to know that doing something good and matching, you know, animals with new homes.
1: It's great when you can do something right that's also so good. It's incredible, and that's what it is to be humane. Those folks live a life that is what defines what it is to be humane. You know, this is great. Our Red Star teams, our Red Star rescue teams were on the ground, both in Oklahoma and in Joplin, rescuing and sheltering those animals, and I tell you, it's tough work, but so we know how it is to be on the ground in a disaster scene, helping uh, our neighbors in those communities uh, recover, and so much of that is to bring them a therapy dog, and Amy, how do you see that therapy dog going into a community that's been struck or devastated by a tornado or hurricane or a flood? What will a therapy dog bring?
2: Yes, well, especially for people who have you know, been displaced from their own home and experiencing so much grief and loss. You know, therapy dogs can really be a source of solace. They, they remind us of home. They can really normalize an otherwise chaotic environment. Preliminary research shows that petting a dog can reduce our stress. It provides people with non-judgmental support, affection. Dogs remind us of positive memories. They can make us laugh when things are looking very bleak. So the Weather Channel dog will be out there in communities reminding us to take time to play, lift our spirits, and, and give people hope when they most need it after severe weather strikes.
1: I think that's powerful, so powerful. And then also it's a great reminder, too, that when dogs and pets are displaced after storms, that there are so many wonderful community groups helping to reunite them in forever homes, just like Joplin was able to find her forever home, which I think is terrific. You as we think about therapy dogs, Amy, I was talking a little earlier with our listeners about the Operation Purple camps, where we bring therapy animals to camps featuring kids of our nation's military. These are really hero kids, aren't they? And, and boy, they are doing our country so proud as they keep on the good fight at home, living in this great country while their parents are deployed overseas. It's pretty powerful. Tell us a little bit about Operation Purple and how therapy dogs are so impactful there.
2: You bet. This is a partnership that American Humane Association has for the last few years with the National Military Family Association. So when they put on camps across the country for kids who have a parent deployed in the military, American Humane Association recruits therapy dogs in those local communities to visit the camps. So when the children arrive, sometimes it can be tough, you know a little bit of homesickness saying goodbye to a parent to stay at the camp for the week. The therapy dogs are there to help them adjust and start to meet some of their peers who are going through the same type of situation. You're right, these are little heroes, and these kids are under tremendous stress when they have a parent on active duty, and so these camps really give them an opportunity to meet other children of military families and talk about what they're going through and the new roles they have in their homes and so the therapy dogs can be a great outlet for emotion, a social lubricant for them to meet their peers and really provide um, a sense of comfort for these kiddos when they're undergoing the stressful time in their life.
1: That's great. and Hopefully the Weather Channel Therapy Dog can pay a visit at an Operation Purple Camp this summer, which I think would be fantastic. Mike, I understand you are an amazing triathlete and you're going to head to Hawaii? Is that what I'm hearing? For the <laughs> Ironman sometime soon? That's amazing.
3: We'll see if my age and my My injuries will allow me to, but, you know, fingers crossed. um, That's the hope.
1: Oh, does Joplin train with you?
3: She does. We do run together. We've done 5Ks before together. She loves it. She gets a little distracted because there are a lot of other dogs out there, but uh, she loves to run, and she's in great shape, which is nice because she sometimes motivates me. Sometimes I want to take a nap in the afternoon, and she grabs that leash, and she's like, Dad, hello. We got to go for a walk. We got to go for a run. So it's, it's always nice to have that partner.
1: I love that, that inspiration. And she's reminding you how to train to work to go to Hawaii, which sounds fantastic, particularly after the cold polar vortexes that we have no been something through. No joke. They do not
3: have polar vortexes in Hawaii. I can guarantee you that.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us today. And I want to thank you both for being part of this incredibly inspirational journey to find the Weather Channel Therapy Dog. It's really one of the most exciting initiatives that I've heard about in 2004. It's all about bringing hope and compassion to communities who are in crisis. Both the humans and the animals suffer so much in times of disaster. And to have the hope and the healing of a therapy dog coming into their hometowns is just a, its an inspiration. And I thank you both for leading this effort. Remember to catch our friend Mike on the Weather Channel. And be sure to look for Amy throughout the year also on the Weather Channel as she brings updates on the search for the Weather Channel therapy dog. Again, for more information about the search, be sure to visit weather.com slash therapy and stay tuned as we'll be right back with Leah Brewer and Hero Dog Ellie, who's also a certified therapy dog. I'm Dr. Robin Gansard, and this is Be Humane on Pet Life
0: Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned.
2: Pets, the new single by Mark Winter. Available in iTunes. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog Whistle, and we're your hosts. Of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store, and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then working like dogs is the show for you. Join us for the Inside Scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLiferadio.com.
0: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to the show. Be humane with Dr. Robin Ganzert. You know, for thousands of years, dogs have comforted us, protected us, and and just really made us happy. But for years, their work was underappreciated. You know, in 2011, American Humane Association changed this by bringing to the world the American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards, which honors heroes on both ends of the leash. You know, each year, eight finalists vie to be the American top dog. And because we're talking therapy dogs on today's segment, I can think of no better guest for our very first Hero Dog of the Month segment than Ellie the Pitbull. You know, we're recording today live from our Florida office. Ellie, our pit bull, has snowed in in the uh, the great state of North Carolina. But I want to give another shout-out to our friends here in South Florida. You know, so many hero dogs are actually dogs that have been rescued from shelters. And we have great friends at Tri-County Humane Society here in Boca Raton in South Florida. Executive Director and Founder is Susie Goldsmith. And I want to give a big shout-out to our friends at Tri-County Humane Society and Susie Goldsmith for their fine work that they do every day with their shelter and really giving dogs and cats a second chance at life. And again, the second chance at life may mean winning an American Humane Association Hero Dog Award honor because again, so many of our hero dogs are shelter rescue dogs. And, you know, we're back talking about Ellie the Pitbull. Ellie was the winner of the 2013 Therapy Dog category, which was sponsored by our friends at Zoetis, and was voted on by millions of Americans and a panel of celebrity judges. And Ellie was named the American Hero Dog, our top dog honors Ellie and her mom, Leah Brewer, not only visit the elderly residents of a retirement home in their hometown of Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, they also do some very special work with kids in schools, which I'll let Leah tell us about today. Welcome, Leah. How are you today? I'm great, Robin. Thank you for
4: having me today. And like you said, Ellie and I are snowed in currently, but we are
1: happy to be on the show and excited to talk about what we're doing. Wonderful. Well, you know, we just finished a great segment with Mike at the Weather Channel talking about the Weather Channel therapy dog and that search. And I'll tell you that we just enjoyed talking a little bit about polar vortexes and how the weather's impacted our lives. And I know you're snowed in and I'm snowed out of our DC office. So I'm working out of our Florida office today where it is a lot warmer, that's for sure. You know, I just love Ellie. And I know so many Americans love your precious dog, Ellie. Has Ellie turned into a diva? Because of all the major attention she's been getting this year? Yes, she has. She has (laughs) turned into a diva. I think it all went to her head. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, Ellie, it's so sweet. Well, tell us, Leah, why you think Ellie was voted as the top winner of last year's Hero Dog Awards.
4: Well, there were so many wonderful nominees. I, I was just blown back by the stories last year. And of course, I'm looking forward to the stories of this year. But she just, I guess she just had something that interests people. And of course, with the work that we do in our community, I try to try to share it with people on her Facebook page. And then, of course, our reading program, Tail and Tales. And we're always in the community trying to contribute in a positive way. And, you know, maybe that inspired people to uh, get some programs, get that outreach going in their own community. So maybe that touched them
1: in a special way, too. So... That's wonderful. Well, I know as a certified therapy dog, Ellie and you visit residents of that wonderful local Bayberry Retirement Home. Bayberry, yes. And I hope Mr. Jeff is doing well. I think he's 95 years old and living a good life at Bayberry. And I know one of Mr. Jeff's favorite visitors is Ellie.
4: That's right. And we say when we refer to Jeff, we call him Ellie's best buddy because they literally are. His face lights up when we walk in the door. It's just an amazing thing to watch them interact. And actually, we did the Therapy Tuesday, the first of the month at the Bayberry, and we watched the Hero Dog Awards.
1: Oh, wonderful. Yes. Mr. Jeff and all the residents there, all the fine people at Bayberry had to love that. And, and yes. I love the town of Roanoke Rapids for embracing Ellie in yes. all of her, you know, in her helpful volunteer work. And, you know, not only does Ellie visit Bayberry, doesn't she go to the schools? I think I saw an incredible segment. I know I did with her visiting with school kids.
4: Yes, yes, we visit know Elementary, which is out of our county, but it was a school that was welcoming to Ellie to start a reading program, and we also visit Challenger Middle School, which is within our county, and that's where we're getting ready to actually kick off a dog safety program where we're going to actually have classes in schools. So we will be teaching it in schools and hopefully start here and, and maybe it grow, but Chaloner is another school that we visit. And of course we visit other places, other schools too, but they're the only, the retirement home in the two schools is where we visit regularly for Therapy Tuesday.
1: That's wonderful. And I love that you dedicate a day of every week that you call Therapy Tuesday, and that's when Mm -hmm. you do your volunteer work in the community by helping kids and the elderly by bringing them therapy. I just think it's powerful. You know, Ellie is so different as a certified therapy dog because she's a pit bull. And that may surprise some of our listeners on the show, listeners who didn't tune into our Hero Dog Awards. You can go to HerodogAwards.org and see Ellie's segment, her tribute as a therapy dog, is amazing. You know, some people say that pit bulls, you know, can be scary to them, but you're out there in retirement homes working in schools. Do you find that people are frightened by Ellie?
4: Well, the retirement home was so welcoming. There were most people that were embracing her and wanting to interact with her. Now, in some schools, I do have some students that are afraid that she's actually helped them overcome their fear because she's so calm. And, of course, we teach people The right way to interact with dogs so that improves safety with the children but most people are very welcoming now not so much in the beginning you know we were getting our story out there and uh, trying to get the acceptance from the community so now people people know who Ellie is thankfully and they know that she's a sweet dog so they don't judge her because of her appearance or because of what they've heard.
1: Isn't that a powerful lesson for all of us humans listening in, not to prejudge based on appearances? And and that's really part of what it is to be humane. You know, I think it's amazing what Ellie has done to shatter the negative stereotypes for her breed, Pitbull. And it's true Mm -hmm. that any dog, you know, can bite at any time. The Centers for Disease Control estimate that there is a staggering Four and a half million people bitten by dogs every year, with many of those being kids. Youngsters between five to nine are especially prone to dog bites and more likely to need medical attention if bitten. And what's amazing is we discussed this in last week's show with Victoria Stilwell about Mm -hmm. how we can introduce safely pets to children and uh, prevent Mm -hmm. dog bites. I know you mentioned that one very special initiative that Ellie is doing is teaching kids the importance of dog bite prevention and safety. What are some of those helpful tips that you can pass along to our listeners that they can share with their kids?
4: Well, May this year is going to be Dog Bite Prevention Month, but we do teach safety all year long at events and, of course, from our business schools. I even will have the kids that read to Ellie practice the safe interactions. And I actually created a little tool with the help of my husband. It's a little stop sign, and I've used that. Sunday when we were at the Community Heroes Day in Raleigh at the Marbles Kids Museum. We were invited to talk to the kids and the families about safety. So basically what I tell people to do is when you see a dog on a leash, don't just run up to them. You know, you, you pause and, and wait. You pause to interact. And you always ask permission before you pet any dog. Right. And the way I'm teaching the children is instead of them approaching Ellie, I let them stay stationary, and I send Ellie over to approach them. And basically what I tell them is just wait for Ellie to come say hello. So Ellie goes over. She makes the choice that she wants to go over and say hello and interact. And then that's safety for children, not only children, but dogs too, because she made the conscious choice to go over and say hello and so she knows that they want to interact with her and so it's just a safer way for children and dogs for interaction and teaching them respect
1: too. That's exactly right, and that's so important. But again, congratulations on all that Ellie has done to really help change the stereotype, the misperception about what a pit bull is in our community. Ellie brings such hope and healing every single day by working with her volunteer days, and I just think that message is so powerful, and congratulations. And really, that was one of the reasons Ellie won. How were you able to get out the massive vote during Ellie's campaign to be named top hero? Dog for 2013.
4: Well, I think she had a, a loyal following, and of course, the outreach in the community, they were very active as part of the competition, and, you know, just it's getting her story out there, promoting her in a way of what she does, the work that she does, and how she changes lives, and I think it just increase that following and that desire for people to support her and and vote for her. I look at it sometimes and think it's a miracle, you know, that she won because the odds are against dogs like her. And the message that we hope to send out is each and every dog is an individual. You know, if you just, just like I said on stage, if you give a dog a chance and you believe in them, the opportunities are endless. And it's such a beautiful thing.
1: I love that. And you know, Ellie's win as top hero dog was in the top 10 stories of the year, animal yeah. stories of the year with the Today Show. And I just love that. And it was like bully for Ellie. And uh, it really is. It's fantastic. And I know the show has really changed your life. I mean, you're still out there and you're doing so many high profile events. How has your life changed and Ellie's life changed since the award show? Well, it's
4: opened a lot of opportunities, a lot of doors where in the beginning, you know, we we had a lot of doors shut on us. I don't know if it was because she was a pit bull or maybe they didn't understand what we were trying to bring to the community, but it has opened so many doors, not just in the community, but, but abroad. And, uh, it's just been an incredible experience. I, I just cannot express how proud I am, how honored I am, and to thank the American Humane Association for, for everything that they've done for us. We, we really appreciate it.
1: Well, it's been a lot of fun, Leah. Do you have advice for any of the dogs that are going to be nominated here in the next few weeks competing for the 2014 honors?
4: I do. It's such a wonderful thing to get your message, get your story. Increase awareness. It could be a a really positive thing for getting your message out there and to just stay focused on, you know, your message and what you want to bring to the Hero Dog Awards as part of the competition. And have fun and just remember that dogs are heroes with huge hearts and they have so much to bring to our lives and just to, just to share your story. Embrace the other nominees because everyone has a wonderful story and it's going to be incredible reading all the, the bios on the nominations but just keep it fun and respect one another and, uh, just share your story. That's what I
1: did last year. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. America yeah. responded in yes. uh, with incredible yes. votes for, for you and for Ellie as hero right. dogs. And you know, we always remember with our Hero Dog Awards, it's a hero on both ends of that leash. And Leah right. Brewer, you are a hero for breaking down barriers and bringing to all of America the positive image of a pit bull, serving her community as a therapy dog. So just fantastic and thank you for all you do, not just for Roanoke Rapids, a great town that I love, but for all of America by bringing us Ellie. As a reminder we are now accepting nominations for the 2014 American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards. You and your Hero Dog could win a trip to Los Angeles on September 27th. Joining our illustrious group of past Hero Dog winners like Ellie, you can visit HerodogAwards.org to submit your nomination before February 28th and check back in early March when voting begins. Well, friends, that's all the time we have today on Be Humane. Remember, if you have any questions for me, please be sure to submit them on Be Humane radio show at AmericanHumane.org and we'll try to get answers to your questions to air on a future show. Thank you again for listening and I hope you will join us next week. Until then, let's remember to always be humane.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand.